Hello, hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of 20 and Trying. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Peyton. This week, our guest is Halai Farouk, a feminine magnetism expert who has a coaching business working with women who are asking themselves, now what? In this episode, we talk with Halai about the importance of self-alignment in your 20s, how to attract and achieve your subconscious desires, and why she opts out of following influencers on social media. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hello. We're so excited to have you. We know that this was like months in the making now. Yeah, I'm so happy we found a time and and were able to make this work. Same. Super excited. Well, if you're ready, we can just get started. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. Okay, perfect. Well, we begin every episode with our optimism for the week. So it's just something that you're really excited about right now uh, or you're looking forward to. My optimism for the week. So I'm actually going to share something a little personal almost. So I am living with a few friends now. And one of the girls that just came here is girlfriend of this guy that I also dated. And I thought this is going to be just like the most cringy, like awkward living situation of all time. But it has been so beautiful to like connect with her and like develop this relationship. And we're getting really close. And it's like the most beautiful surprise and such a great way for us to both recognize our growth and our connection. And so, yeah, it was such a blessing to have met her and totally did not expect things to turn out this way. <laughs> wow. I love that. Aw. Yeah. That's so great. Wow. I mean, it, to be able to do that, like you said, you really see your growth. That would be something that really would challenge you. I feel like as a, mm-hmm. as a person to see, you know, how that would go down. I'm happy it's going so well for you. Um, I would say, God, my weekly optimism, this is going to sound really bad, but I just started working out again after like not doing it for months. And so I was like, oh my God, just positivity coming from that feeling healthier. And so that's making me very happy this week. Oh, I need to get back to working out. It's been a minute. Um, by a minute, I think I only mean like four days, but whatever, that's a lot for me. Uh, (laughs) I think my weekly optimism is trying to change the mindset of like rejection is redirection. So Peyton knows like I got another job rejection today and that sucks, especially when you get them almost every day. So it's like, con- and like also knowing, oh, you were so close to getting something and it, it's hard to kind of get out of the mindset. Like, well, I wasn't enough. Like great. Yeah, I did a good job, but in the end it, it still wasn't good enough. And that sucks. So kind of just trying to like shift that negative way of thinking and just saying, okay, you know what? It's not the right job for me. Something better will come along. It's hard to be that patient, to wait for that something better to come along. But you know, these 20 and trying episodes are always really good free therapy. So clearly I was thinking ahead when I decided to create this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. And I just believe, you know, it is hard to deal with that rejection, but I think especially for you, it will all come in time and I can't wait to see what eventually does come your way. So getting into our main questions for you, can you walk us through a little bit um, through the process of creating your feminine spirituality coaching business? Yeah, so for me, I actually came from a psychology background and I, I didn't use my degree at all. I went into like a corporate sales job, just like did like the typical recruiter thing in the beginning and wore my heels to work, pretended like I was a grown up, but really 
was not. I was just playing the part. And I left, I traveled, I, I tried to do my own thing, like figure out what was next. I started a network marketing business, attempted to do uh, personal training. I was involved in health and wellness. So for me to get where I am, it was a million little pivots and saying yes to things that kind of felt right. In that moment, it wasn't the thing. And I think that's ultimately where we're able to find clarity in what it is that we're meant to be doing by saying yes to all the little yeses along the way. So I, I said yes to being a personal trainer. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm really into health and fitness. I registered for the course. I would like spent like three years doing the payment plan, which is crazy. Um, but within one month, I'm like, no freaking way. I hate science. I suck at chemistry and anatomy, and this is just not fun for me. But with that, I realized that the body is only a reflection of what's going on inside and, and how the mind is feeling. And so it was the gateway for me to get into coaching and to understand how mindset really works. So truly for me to move into this space, it was a bunch of little yeses. And that is the essence of feminine spirituality is leaning into all the intuitive pulls along the way, um, all the full body tugs that you're getting and leaning away from things that don't feel aligned consistently until you land exactly where you're meant to be, until you're in the place that, oh, this is mine. This is where I belong. This is where my most authentic light is being shined and, and my service to the world is going outwards. So that's kind of the way that I've maneuvered through business. And for me, it's all been attraction. The more that I'm aligned in who I am, how I'm meant to serve people that I'm meant to work with, the more naturally my business grows and the right people show up uh, because I'm so deeply in that sense of purpose and sense of self. I love that. And talking about intuition, I think that's it's a topic that we really haven't brought up on the podcast before. And I really want to touch upon it. It is really hard. And you said you did the corporate thing and you wore your heels to work. And I think we're living in this, we ha all have this mindset, like the post-grad college student is like, I worked so hard to get this degree. I want to do something that's in my field, or I at least want to do something where it's a job. And I feel like a grown up because as it is in our twenties, we are in this in-between place. So how do you really navigate following your intuition and trusting that and not listening to that very right-brained part of ourselves that think that there is a set path to everything? Yeah, totally. That That's like the, the essence of how we move into this work is knowing that it is super freaking scary to go against what feels comfortable, what everyone else is doing, what is like the guaranteed path. Like you will make money doing the supposed plan. You will find friends, you will have community, you can check off all the boxes and be somewhat fulfilled, but you may not be like truly satiated. It may not be truly what makes you like come alive and feel like this life is worth living. Um, and, and that's ultimately how we lean into intuition is by starting to shift over to the other side. Um, and the very first time that you do that is going to be the hardest. Um, it's going to feel the scariest, but oftentimes everybody seems to think that it's, we need to listen to our intuition in like these big life moments. Like, should I get married to this person? Should I walk away from this relationship? Should I make this cross-country move? And in those moments where there's so much weight on that decision, um, it's super scary to trust your gut without reason and logic. But if you're not practicing, you're not asking yourself what intuitively feels right today. Like, do I feel like going to this boot camp class or do I want to do this pole dancing class today? Like, where am I feeling called? What is my body craving? What's going to make me feel most myself, most inspired, most creative today? Um, and it might be different every single day, but being able to lean into that, trust that pull and not because, oh, on Wednesdays I do this. 
but no, today's a day and, and my body feels like she wants to do this or respond in this way. So learning, how can I harness this muscle consistently? So when these big moments arrive, I can feel that sensation in my chest. I can feel that drop in my belly. Like I can feel the tension in my neck that tells, tells me yes or no. That's beautiful. Wow. I agree. It's hard. I think like your intuition is also something that you need to practice because not everyone is born knowing how to trust their intuition, but we all have it in a sense. And it's learning how to harness that energy. And it's really, really hard, but also you can't just use your, your intuition for the big moments. Like you said, you have to start off with the smaller things like you were saying, and then you can eventually, you know, build up to that big decision. Because like you said, when there's so much weight on something, you can't just like start using your intuition, like on a big cross country move, or am I going to marry this person? Like, it might be, like you said, harder for you. Like, you're going to be like, wait, what is that? Like, how do I, how do I really channel that? So I think, like you said, you know, starting small and like certain things like classes or even as small as like, where do I want to go to eat today? Like, you know what I mean? Like, or what do I want to do with my body today? Like it really will help you in the long run for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So you did the whole eat, pray, love thing, traveling around the world. Can you tell us a little bit about your travels and what you found? Yeah. So I, I quit my job and I was like, all right, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to (laughs) go. And I went to Thailand and Bali first. So yeah, that's kind of like, actually hadn't even like seen eat, pray, love, or I'm one of those people that I um, don't plan anything. (laughs) I don't plan in advance very much. So I just arrived there and I had no intentions of what I wanted to see, what I wanted to do. I just thought like, okay, I'm going to get clarity. Like I'm going to figure out what my purpose is. I'm going to figure out what my next job is. Like all the answers are going to come to me during this break. And so I, I did the like six weeks, I think in Thailand and Bali. And I'm like, all right, after this, I go back. And I remember even applying the jobs while I was traveling that first month and nothing really came from it. And then I said, okay, you know, I have a friend going to Mexico, like maybe I'll just go there. And but I decided the last minute because I still had no clarity, no purpose, no job. Went to Mexico. I worked in a hostel there in exchange for housing. I like led tours for 20 pesos a day and, and just lived like a very local lifestyle there, which is so cool. Going from corporate America to being barefoot and living off of $5 a day. So that was like a crazy, beautiful experience. And I said, okay, after this, I'm going back to work, getting my life together, funds over. And the time ended I, I two months out there. And I was like, I'm not done. Like, I just don't know what I want. I'm so confused. Then I, I had a friend going to Costa Rica. So I was like, all right, I'm coming. I spent six months there just working at uh, restaurants and a bar there. And I was just like living my life, like, you know, doing the thing. And it looked so cool. I remember all my friends are jealous. All my corporate friends were like, are you just gone forever? This is who you are now. And I remember how obsessed I was that everybody thought I was happy, but I actually was so insanely unhappy. I was anxious. I was like unsatisfied. I'm like, I'm having fun. I'm partying. I'm making all these friends, which is cool, but I, I have no purpose. I, what's the point? I have no direction. And I was so thirsty for like that answer. And I just wasn't finding it. Um, so eventually I actually left because I was not in a good place. And I went back to the States. I, I moved, made a sudden move to Denver um, and worked a corporate job there. And through that experience, actually by like, saying, all right, this is going to be different this time. I'm going to start exploring. I, I did network marketing. I signed up for uh, personal training. So I, I did all these little things 
that gave me a little bit more clarity. I'm like, okay, what do I want to do? It's not this, but I'm committed to figuring that out. And I think that truly came with giving myself the space in that time that I traveled to, to do me and, and figure out what, what I wanted, what felt good, what felt bad. Um, and I went from being numb almost in my corporate job to actually having feelings when I was traveling. So even though I wasn't happy, happy, like perfect, um, there were highs and there were low lows that I was feeling again. And that sensation of feeling was again, was reinstating this like emotional guidance system in me. So that's when the clarity started to come is when I could channel my feelings. That's like to hear that about the traveling and stuff. I've wanted to like me and my friends have had conversations where we're like, can we just like move? I mean, this was pre-pandemic, but like, can we just like move away and go work in a bar somewhere like in another country? And I think it's because we see different things like on, you know, I've seen on like videos on TikTok about how people like re, you know, moved their life to another place and like started. And I'm sure it's happy for a lot of people, but I think seeing it through that lens, like you said, like there are people who will look at you and be like, wow, you're having the best time. You get to travel and like live and really just immerse yourself in the culture. But to know that like behind, you know, behind the scenes, it was very different is really Mm -hmm. interesting to hear. And I'm sure it was very hard because at the end of the day, you we're doing all these things, but like you were still searching and you weren't, I feel like you said you didn't have that purpose. And I feel like some people are looking for that by going off. And like, I would be one of those people. And like, maybe I still wouldn't find it. Mm-hmm. And, and truly, I think I was asking the wrong questions. I had kept thinking like, what am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing? And it was so stuck in like this action mode when the essence is like, how am I supposed to be feeling? Like, I need to feel again. I need to feel what it feels like to be alive. I need to feel what it feels like to be in pain, allow myself to feel pain, allow myself to feel joy, allow myself to feel anger. All that needs to be welcomed. And anxiety ultimately just forms when we deny emotions and and stop them from really being processed and felt. And that's a lot of what I did. I remember pushing away a lot of emotions and, and just being so jumbled inside. But by giving myself that permission to feel, that's when I started to realize I know exactly what I want. I know how to attract everything that I desire into my reality, but I need to be willing and ready to receive it. And if there are dark emotions or heaviness that's clouding that that pathway, it's not going to be able to, to make its way over to me. But everything arrives. I don't need to do anything. I just need to become who I am so that everything that I desire can make its way to me. Yeah. This is like free therapy. I know. I'm like, okay, so I need to like get (laughs) rid of all of the heaviness so that I can attract everything that I would desire. But you also work with feminine spirituality. So can you please explain a little bit about what that is and then how our audience can use that in their own life, especially in their 20s, which, you know, as we said, like, I think we all have like this false sense of like a checklist that we need to complete by the time that we turn 30 um, so that we can feel like adults. So how can we really smash that false narrative to really like attract everything that we should be attracting? So I would even say that the question is like, how can I attract what I genuinely want? Um, And then knowing what did it, what do I want? Like what gives me joy? What allows me to feel like I am serving my purpose? I am spreading light. I am actually raising the vibration of people around me. Like my energy is contagious. So what is that thing? What is that, the the engagement? What is the connection? What are the relationships in my life make me feel most alive? How can I feel most alive? Because that is truly the essence of of the feminine 
the feminine is most powerful because her joy, when she's like happy, when she's like feeling herself, when she's doing good, literally everyone around her is, is sparked with that. Like if you can imagine just a woman who's just like dancing and like she's vibing, she's looking good, she feels <laughs> sexy and you just can't help but look at her. And you're just like, oh right. my gosh, like that is light. She is light. And I'm addicted to seeing that. And she's so beautiful. And she inspires everyone else to do the same and to ignite their own light. And so you can only really do that when you are truly in your own authentic joy, like authentic essence. Um, so figuring out what that is, figuring out what it means to feel like Halai. Like how can I feel most myself? How can I feel most... Like I'm in service to everybody around me. And then you naturally start to attract what you, but truly a lot of the issue is that people do this type of work and they start getting into personal development, but you're operating in a very conscious state, like kind of at the surface when you're first starting personal development, you know that at a deeper level, what's like the scary, icky, like, ooh, like this is the ugly zone. Like I'm not going there. I'm going to do everything I can to avoid that. Um, but that's really where like the essence of who we are is. And we don't attract what we say we want, we attract what we unconsciously desire. So you could say like, you know, I, I want a partner who is super um, affectionate and loves me and, and wants to have a healthy relationship with me. But there could be a part of you that actually really desires to have a certain status or, you know, be very well liked or be very well known. That could be a part of your inner child that never really satisfied that craving to receive attention and to have everybody have all eyes on you. And you might just end up in a relationship that strictly is status, that strictly is an image that, that does not have the healthy, stable relationship qualities, but maybe satisfies this unconscious secret desire. And so by being able to work through some of the heaviness that naturally exists within us, we can stop attracting things that don't feel aligned and start to attract from like more of like a, a conscious place. Like, okay, I know what I want. And my unconscious desires and my conscious desires are linked up. They're the same. So that is the only way that we can really start to be in sync. And if you have um, emotions or past trauma that you have not processed, you're going to be attracting from that place rather than what you say you want. Right. No, absolutely. So do you have any tips for ways that we can break down what we truly want? Because like you said, we can go in with the mindset of like, I want this, but it could be coming from another place. So is there like a thing you can tap into or like you write down lists or like something that can help you figure out slowly but surely like the inner the deeper parts of yourself that you haven't even realized yeah so one thing that I teach like every one of my clients I have this in my courses like week one is video journaling and so this is a practice that I created I, I like randomly like it came to me when I was like in one of my rock bottoms and what I do is basically you create like a container for yourself. This is where your, your inner masculine, your inner feminine comes into play. And you say, okay, for the next like 14 minutes, I'm going to let it all out. I'm going to let everything that's alive inside of me unload. And by creating this framework saying, okay, I'm going to be in this room. I'm going to do it on my phone. I'm going to make sure my door is locked. No one's coming in. I'm perfectly safe. Here's my zone. I'm going to sit on my bed and give myself 14 minutes. That is your container, your masking container that's now holding you and making sure that you're safe. Then you say for the next 14 minutes, I'm going to start speaking whatever is alive. So you can kind of just like allow your stream of consciousness to come out into verbiage. You can start by making noises. You can grunt, you can cuss, you can whine and complain. You maybe want to shake it out and like stomp around, whatever you want to do, whatever feels alive. Ask yourself, what am I feeling? What's coming up? 
acknowledge the feelings, acknowledge the thoughts. If there's tension in your body, acknowledge it, give that attention and allow yourself just to fully unload. So when you have that safety of the masculine container, you feel a little bit more safe to say, I'm going all in. And then when the time is up, the time is up. You close out, you maybe have like a ritual that says, all right, I'm done. I blow out a candle. I say a prayer. I just like connect to myself one more time and come back home to my body, go back to my regular life. And then what you can do is go back to this video journal, like uh, maybe a week later, maybe a month later, longer than that. And you observe yourself from kind of like an outside perspective, like how a coach would see you. Um, you notice like the parts of you that you start to kind of close in when you talk about certain things or where you feel like you're avoiding talking or diving into a certain area. Or if there's like shame in a certain part of you, observing yourself, feeling compassion for yourself. This is when you create that separation and you can actually witness yourself through these emotions. So it's almost a way to see your unconscious more blatantly and you know, not necessarily judge yourself, but see what you can pick apart, see what you're hiding that um, you can start to come to realize. And it's a really beautiful practice and a lot of clarity will come through in that space. It's amazing. It sounds very, very intense and like you would get a lot of questions answered. When you have yeah, to like definitely. sit with yourself, sometimes that's the hardest. I know it's really, really hard. Like I can't just meditate like with the mantra I need to have like a guided meditation because my mind does not shut up Mm -hmm. and that's very normal for a lot of us we live in a world that requires us to be in our heads a lot but you know through the work that I do is like how can I drop out of my head and into my body because your body doesn't operate from you know old stories limiting beliefs pro-con list logic your body is just impulse like she, she gives you a yes or no answer. Your mind is the one that like gives you this multiple choice options and too much messiness. So you can leave your mind, drop into your body. You'll get your answer much quicker, much more obviously. Um, and, and even for you, Charlotte, I would say like for uh, applying for jobs, literally being able to check in with your body, like, do I even want to apply for this? Or am I just doing it because maybe there's like a safety or there's like this um, comfort in, in applying for this certain job? Like your body might actually be able to give you a cue as to whether or not that job application is even worth following through with. And you might be able to even slim down the, the number of times that you're applying so that you're exclusively putting your energy into things that are very intentional and you're actually already kind of connected to. So I think it's really beautiful when we use this type of practice every day. And I guess I'll close the application on the news assistant position I was just about to apply for. So <laughs> find something else. Um, there you go. You also have a coaching business and you've helped hundreds of women find their calling and trust their intuition like we talked about before and attract natural love so how can women break toxic patterns within their behavior or even turn off that like negative thought process that so many of us have especially today and I don't think social media is helping it at all oh my gosh the toxic habits self-sabotage um just like from social media, you say, like what we're seeing online, what we're doing or to anything ourselves, in, yeah. in that as well. I really do believe that self-sabotage is coming from a place of fear. And if there's a part of you that's, that's self-sabotaging or limiting your success, blocking off potential opportunities, is there a part of you that doesn't feel like you're worthy of it? It doesn't feel like you're ready for it. And 
I challenge you to ask yourself the question, like, what is the benefit of me staying right here? Things never changing. Like, what is the benefit? And, and really, only you know that answer. Because the benefit could be like, hey, there's, there's less responsibility here. Or if I make more money, I'm going to have to take care of my grandparents and I'm going to lose out of my friendship time. Or, or something else that, that shows up in your life. But you know that there's actually a reason why you secretly desire to stay right where you are. And so every time you feel like, oh my gosh, why is this happening to me? Why am I ending up stuck in this position? Cool. There's a part of me that desires this. There's a piece of me that wants this. So what is that piece of me? And why do I want this? And, and being able to just face that because current reality is everything that you desired on point. So even in the things that you don't like, well, what is the part of it that you actually find comfort in, that you actually secretly enjoy? That is actually what, why you're here. And so if you can own that, if we can all own that good and bad, whatever is in my life right now, a part of me desired this. That gives you, it's like a bit scary, but also like crazy powerful because you have the power to, to change anything from here forward. So you get everything you want. It's just oftentimes by the time you get it, you realize maybe I didn't actually want this. Right. And I think, like you said, that really just puts you in tune with like what's going on. Just asking yourself those basic questions can really do a lot for a lot of people because you can deny, 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 or you can, you know, ask the world, why is this happening? Why is this happening? But at the end of the day, it's not going to resolve anything within you. You have to ask yourself and face it yourself. So tying in with this theme that we're having this month, which is Women's History Month, and you're a perfect guest because you speak about femininity and what it means to be that spirituality and women. So who are some women that inspire you? Oh my gosh. You know, it's weird. Like I, so I am really particular about like, I don't follow anybody on Instagram that I uh, like, I'm like, no influencers, no other people in my work that do the same kind of work that I do. And I don't like, it's just truly my future self, like who it is that I want to be. Like, I'm so like focused on that and like committed to that, that I almost feel like there's not anybody that, oh, I want to be like that, or I'm inspired or, or want to take a piece of this individual. Like, I just feel like there's a part of me that's just so connected to what I want and what feels good for me. And what really does inspire me is wanting to stay so aligned with myself. And I think that's the essence of your 20s is a lot of discovery. Like, who am I? What do I like? Who do I want to be? And I am like a Gemini uh, moon sign. I, I have like so much Gemini energy in me that I can just kind of like fit in anywhere. Like I, in college, I had all kinds of friends in different groups and I know I'm so capable of doing that, but it's like, just because I can fit in everywhere doesn't mean that that's authentic for me and that feels good. And a lot of my twenties has been like trying on different versions of myself, but what makes me feel so inspired is like the version of me that's like so high and being able to stay in that place. And I think that's something that I'm still practicing and going to continue to practice in the coming years is I've now figured out who I am. And my challenge is like, how can I stay in that? How can I, no matter who I'm around and type of people that I'm surrounded by, can I still be so confident in myself? And I can like see this future version of Halai who, who is like that, who's just like so sure of herself at all, at all times. And no matter who she's around or, or how her environment shifts, she's still her. And I think that's where, where I'm like really striving for is to be that version of myself that's like so steady in myself. And I know who I am, but I'm so practicing being who I am. Oh, Halai, I love that answer. Yeah, I really love that. That's different. That's definitely a different type of answer. And I like how 
you know, secure you are with yourself now and how you will be in the future. That's very, very inspiring. That was like such a different take that we, we've never really gotten before. And it was really special. And it also ties in perfectly with our next question, which is the final question. We created 20 and trying for very much like the title suggests people who are in their twenties that are really trying to make the most of this decade, to figure it out, to figure themselves out, to find a place in the world. So what advice do you have for other 20 somethings who are going through this decade? What truly just pops into my mind right now is like investing in yourself. You will just go so much quicker when you invest in yourself and just, I am truly where I am today because I have put every ounce of my energy back into myself. And I just got off the phone with my my cousin and she's like, how cool that we're in a time where nobody matters but us. We don't have any responsibility, but to take care of yourself. And it really is a short period of time. Like we transition to our queen phase and our mother phase, and we have this nurturing role. We're giving back to society. And that is very an essence of the feminine. But right now, like I'm all that matters. And I love that. And, and it is like a short period of time where it's so exclusive. And I think being able to put your energy back into yourself is communicating to the universe what's important. And so when you invest in yourself, you're literally telling the world, the universe, your future self, like I'm committed. I will get there. I guarantee to have it. Like, this is what's important to me. And it just shows up. Like I cannot emphasize enough how you are guaranteed to get what you want when you put your energy into it. And so whatever that looks like, whether it's a financial investment, time investment, taking a big risk, all of that is an energetic exchange. And so choosing to do that, you're guaranteed to get everything you want. Yeah, it's so important to realize that we really are only in this predicament in our lives once. Like we only have ourselves to really worry about. Like we don't have children or a marriage or or any other really big responsibilities. So I think it's really important to just like, you know, focus on yourself and your individuality because you're you're not gonna have that time again. Exactly. Because if you're not gonna do it now, when are you gonna do it? We can't take advantage of that time because you want to be able to say like, I gave it my all and I did what I wanted to do. And that's the best feeling in the world, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's all about just feeling good. Invest in yourself. Like, what can I do to do good? Not get this or, or do that or reach this point. Like, what can I do to feel good? And what can I do to feel even better? And if your only goal is to feel good, that's when everything shows up. That's when the money comes in, the opportunities, the relationship of your, your dreams, everything arrives when you are in that high vibe. Um, and that is attraction. So focus on yourself first. Your only priority is to feel good. And then just notice how things just like magnetize into your field. I can't wait. That's such <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. I yeah. know. That's such like a great note to just like end on. I know I'm feeling great after this conversation. And I'm just so excited right. for everyone to hear it just because I think this is what we need now. Like I'm so tired of listening to people say like, you have to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, I just want to, like, I want to start feeling like myself again, but I loved everything that you said. And I think it's so important that we really like get back to what we need, like as people and individuals. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me here.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of 20 and Trying. If you would like to keep up with Halai, make sure to follow her at halai.co. If you liked this episode, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can also follow all things 20 and Trying on our Instagram at 20andtrying.podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.